everybody. This is Talk Like a Lady, a podcast where we find out all about our favorite ladies. I'm Carly Morton. And I'm Jessica Fontana. And today our guest is Angela and Tiriano. Um, She's been my best friend <laughs> for um, a really long time. We grew up together in Tonganaxi. We went to the middle school and high school together. Yes, ma'am. And uh, what have we been drinking today, Angela? Well, I like to call it um, spring break coffee, <laughs> which is I'm a mother. And when I am home on spring break or mm-hmm. vacationing on spring break, I like to put a little something something in my coffee. Yeah, to get, delightful. to deal with your children. What? You know. And a husband and everything. I get it. It's just a little vacay and plus. And 20 chickens and <laughs> tiny horse. A tiny horse. A tiny little horse. <laughs> a little Sebastian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I chose to put rum chata in my coffee and uh, brought a little whiskey and uh, other goodies. So whatever you mothers or non-mothers alike like to right. put in your coffee on a little vacay. I chose to put all of it in. Me too. You did. (laughs) I had to doctor my coffee though because I don't like coffee. Yeah, you don't like coffee. So it was kind of, it was rum chata and whiskey with a touch of coffee. Right. It was mostly alcohol. Yeah. With a smidge of coffee Mm -hmm. just to warm it up. Mm -hmm. No judgment over here. 50 is good. I mean, whatever. It wasn't bad though. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of run off coffee (laughs) in the day, wine at night, so. I mean, it makes sense. (laughs) That makes not, sense, yeah, for sure. To me. Yeah. I like it. Who's our badass today? Um, Dr. Benice Sanders. No. Sandler. Yes. <laughs> and why and is she a badass? Yeah. Well, they kind of call her the godmother of Title IX, mm-hmm. which is... Um, it's a protection of females or women in schools. So um, to not allow discrimination in schools. Nice. So it's super important. Yes. It it's was so important. It wasn't passed until 1972 when Jesus. Nixon was in office. So it was... You know, what the fuck? Many years yeah. before we said, hey, it's not really... Hey. A, we should allow those girls to be able to do what the boys do. Right. Yeah, and I've heard of it mostly in sports. Yes. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. And so um that's the thing that allowed you to play football at Tonganoxy. Yes. So she uh was instrumental yes. in that. Um I growing up I used to play football with my brother and my two male cousins on Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. tackle football from the age of like <laughs> five to twenty. Um, and it was really fun and I really enjoyed playing and every year, you know, now they have kids that are like in kindergarten playing football, right? Right. But back in our, back in our day, back in my um, day, we started in seventh and eighth grade. Right. And so I used to go to those meetings and say, I, I want to play. And they're like, no, you're a a girl. You get the vagina. You can't play. Well, how will your boobs fit in the pads? Yeah. Well, that wasn't very fun. But um, (laughs) so finally, have a point there. I mean, (laughs) right. Finally, in ninth grade, um, every year I was like, no, you can't. Or they were 
telling me that I couldn't play. And in ninth grade, I was like, guess what? I'm fucking playing. Mm-hmm. You know, so I went to the principal and I did some research on Title IX and said, well, actually, if you don't have a female football team, you have to allow me to play. And here's the research to prove this. Thank you, Miss debate team for (laughs) allowing me to understand how to do research um, my freshman year and present that as a case. And they were like, "Mm, but we already started practice and you weren't able to come to practice over the summer. So, you know, you're going to have to get penalized for that. So I actually had to sit out for the first, I don't know, three or four games of the season, but um, they did finally allow me to play. Mm -hmm. So how were the other boys on the team? Were they shitty to you or were they um, accepting well, at all? Were they total dicks or? A little bit of both. Um, I actually was dating one of the guys that was on the freshman <laughs> team with us and he was, you know, a little gentleman trying to carry my books and do all, I was like, fuck you, man. You're not going to be able to, <laughs> you know, like, don't me, don't make me look yeah. weak, mm-hmm. you know? And so, um, and then my cousin, who I used to play football with on Thanksgiving, was a star running back for the varsity team. And we would practice with, because we're ninth grade is considered foot, or high school, mm-hmm. um, we would practice with the high school boys. And, like, I never told him what was going on. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, there was... There was threats of violence. There of was, of course, there were fucking you know assholes. people put sugar in my gas tank. They egged my car. Um, but then yeah. there was there was also support. You know the the boys that I knew growing up were were pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but they would also get kind of bullied if they talked to the girl or you know supported me in any way. So God forbid. And that was probably some of my first me too. Um, yeah. experiences as well, you know, cause in sports you pat people on the ass, right? Like good job. So that was very. That you were the most yes. popular ass pat. Yeah. yeah. That was good job. That Angela. was fun. Yeah. Thanks. So that's not my butt. I, I have a guess. Yeah. I bet you they patted you a little longer than they patted yeah, the boys. Yeah. Fucking dickholes. <sighs> I hate, I hate it. I but just, I like uh, Dr. Bernie Sandler. She's yeah. pretty awesome. Um, she's actually paved the way for Kansas City and um, Katie Sowers, you yes. know, in the NFL. Um, I was kind of torn, you know, Kansas City native here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the, Did watching you know? the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. I was kind of rooting for her, like when there would be a really cool Ottavins and play that we yeah. would. Yeah. I was like, God. Or if Katie designed that play, that was awesome. Yeah. You know, but, but then, then you were like, then I was you. like, okay, Kansas City Chiefs. Right. Chiefs. <laughs> Did you know there's a women's football team in Kansas City? There is. And Katie's yes. twin sister Liz plays on it. Yes, I know. That's so That's cool. really cool. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. That's yeah. really cool. And I'll I'll let you know I was not good in any shape, way, or form playing football. I mean, I wasn't. Yeah, I was. I was really bad actually. <laughs> I wasn't. There's, but I loved it. You know. I, yeah. I didn't get the um, probably support that Katie did growing up for sure. But right. Yeah, she's a badass and so is her sister. And yes. Yeah, also badasses. Yes. You said that um, Dr. Bernice Sandler, mm-hmm. Sandler. also um, coined what? She coined the term gang rape. Ugh. 
Because she's sad that there needs to be one, but... Right. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Um, She was a professor for women's studies um, and did a lot of research in college um, sexual violence. My God. Yeah. And you, that, so that was in like the sixties and seventies. Sixties and seventies. Yeah. Yeah. She actually died at 90 years old last January. Oh my gosh. So like she's the original like badass motherfucker. Oh yeah. She's in the national women's hall of fame. I mean, she's cool. She's pretty awesome. I, uh, women like her are just so inspiring to me, but doing that in the sixties and seventies and prior, I mean, obviously she didn't start this stuff but it's just i just think how brave the women right. had to be in all like, this time that isn't 2020 absolutely. i mean because it's brave right. now to right. do certain things and like, say things and all that we but would man, still get just, like fucking death threats yeah. for bullshit yeah. and like can you imagine in the 60s and 70s like all the shit she took right like, and ugh. she didn't even think of herself as like a feminist it was her what? husband that said you know <laughs> These are really in line with more of feminist beliefs. And she's like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, this is just what I believe as a woman. I'm right. a feminist. So I'm not That's the F word. Right. <laughs> I saw a shirt that I wanted. It said, feminism is my second favorite my se- F word. Yes. I was like, yes. yes. Oh, I would wear that shirt like as yeah, many I, places I to get as one. I could. <laughs> what is our organization? It's called today. So Hope. S E W hope.org. Um, it's an organization that was started by a gynecologist in, um, I think she lives in Ohio. Um, but it's to help native women or indigenous women and communities in Guatemala, Central America. So they do education, they do, um, family planning and uh, cervical cancer detection. They do education in the schools and they help with sanitary, um, involvement. So there's a lot of, it's based out of Patin, Guatemala, and there's not a lot of running water in that area. So they do compostable toilets and they teach families how to garden and be able to be self-sustainable. Um, but then educating children of that are significantly impoverished, how to, you know, empower them to do things for, for themselves in their life. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool actually. Um, and I don't I don't know. I was going to ask you about Guatemala. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like, why is that why, important to you? Why oh. is Guatemala important to you? So my Personally. husband is a is an immigrant from Guatemala. So my children um, are Latino, and we have a house in Guatemala that we go down to, and or we are very blessed to be able to have the monetary funds to go down there and support our family and see them. So yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, I'm waiting for my invitation. Um, <laughs> so we go into to live. go there. So yeah. I'll just wait here until you. It's funny because my kids keep your... on. Uh, they want to go to Hawaii. So uh, as kind of like a pun, we're going to Hawaii, Guatemala in July. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, guess what? We're going to Hawaii. <laughs> That's uh, like yeah. the best dad pun, right? Well, no. or mom, pun or it's Carly. a. It might be a Don't mom be prank. It, 
But it's black sand beaches from oh vol- volcanic rock. Then that's how Hawaii was formed. So it's very right. it's very much like it's the, reminiscent. Yes, that's on the Pacific coast. So it's kind of near Hawaii ish. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I just mean, like I'm guessing it's pretty. It is. I it's, don't know. I've never been to that side of Guatemala. Oh, that is. Yeah. I'm so, yeah. Okay. Yes, I'll go with you. (laughs) Thank you for asking. (laughs) Anytime, girl. (laughs) So tell us about growing up, because I know that you moved around a lot. In the... At first. I don't know about a lot, but yeah, we moved houses. me. Um, Yeah, maybe. (laughs) So my... um, I was born kind of in the Tonganoxie region. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, grew up there until I was five. But we probably moved ten times in that five years, just from house to house. Was we in the same area? Yeah, in okay. the same area. Linwood, Baser, Tonganoxie, those kind of areas. Um, and then my parents got divorced when I was in kindergarten. So I went from Tonganoxie, Kansas to Kansas, Illinois. Try to confuse a five-year-old, right? right. I mean, seriously, <laughs> you wake up in Kansas, you're in Kansas. Where Kansas. am I? So um, That is yeah. weird, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so after my, my parents were divorced, my dad stayed in the Kansas, Kansas region, <laughs> Tonganoxie, Kansas, or wherever he was in that area. And we, um, kind of couch surfed for a little while with some family in, in Illinois, um, super supportive, um, family I've never met until I was six mm-hmm. and, uh, started school there and then moved a couple different times and settled in a little town called Martinsville for a while. We lived there probably four to six years and again lived with four to six different family members um, and then ended up buying a house. Um, my grandparents bought that for us and it was the first house we've ever owned, you know, we've rented a lot and then ended up moving back to kind of Tonganoxie region when I was probably fourth grade. So I would just like to say that you did, in fact, move a lot. Yeah. Yeah. See, I told you. Yes. Let's let's just throw that out there. Yeah, that's a lot. Probably three different (laughs) Illinois towns and seventeen different couches for a while. But yeah, so I mean, it's high. I don't ever move. (laughs) Right. So I I think that's why I'm I'm so settled where I am that's, now. I like I don't that, yeah. want my children to change schools, even though our housing right. project, you know prices are stupidly ridiculous in our school district. It's like I feel like I have to be anchored in one place. Right. Yeah. My so. uh, oldest went where he went to kindergarten was like two miles from here, probably. Yeah. yeah. Um. But he, we moved houses, which was the best thing to do for our family. Mm-hmm. But when we did it, I was like, I, I hated him moving schools. Same district, yeah, but it was a different elementary school. And it was like, because I moved around so much, I, yeah. ju- I hated it. So, yeah, I was really nervous when they redistricted or Me like, too. recently because I was like, if my kid has to fucking move again, right. I'm going to lose my mind. Right, and it yeah. really sucked because like it would have been – their last year at the yeah. elementary school and some of the kids did have to move elementary schools mm-hmm. like f- right before their fifth grade year yeah like oh but i totally feel you on that one it's yeah. like but i can see <laughs> but now i see how you crave that stability though it's, yeah absolutely yeah so in some of those houses and things you know i i also kind of helped shaped my 
career and what I do um, to make money um, is I we grew up pretty piss poor. And um, I mean, there was multiple houses that didn't have running water. We um, ran off like firewood heat. That was that was, you know, easy. You can go down and cut a tree and it's free out of your backyard or somebody yeah. else's backyard and burn it. Um, so those are things that, you know, my, my children today, uh, you know, have, they have no clue. Um, thank goodness. But I mean, right. that, and I, but I think that's important for kids to understand and people mm-hmm. to understand. Cause there's people in my, in my profession that would not even think like, what do you mean? People don't have running water in the United States. That doesn't happen. Like, yeah, it really <gasps> yeah. does. I could count like on probably on one hand, how many houses that we didn't have running water, but in hauling it from the creek or going up, there's actually a water dispensary down on 4th Street or there used to be in Tonganoxie that you would go get water for your livestock out of these big tanks. Mm -hmm. That's how we would haul water back to our house on on multiple um, houses until I was probably in middle school and then we were more low middle class, you know, so... Uh, my buddy Carly here, you know, said on, um, I think it was episode four, um, I might be obsessed to listen to this podcast. So yeah, episode four that, um, she doesn't use her career or her degree, sorry. Yeah. In her career. Well, and for me, that was something, and she does actually, it's, she's doing this podcast right now, guys, don't point it out to her, but you know, journalism kind of feeds into this. But um, for me, it was it was really important being able to go to college, first of all, um, but to identify a career that I can get done in the four years that I got scholarships to do mm-hmm. and make money as a job. So I chose nursing because who doesn't need nurses, right? And my grandma was a badass. She went back to school to get her nursing degree when she was... 50, 51. So, and my mom so cool. is a nurse. Yeah. She went back to school when I was six or seven and uh, went to school and worked full time being a single mom. And I was like, okay, well, they got jobs like 15 seconds after graduating, right? Right. So I knew that was something that could make sure that I didn't live a life mm-hmm. in poverty. Mm-hmm. Well, That's- good job. <laughs> and now you're a nurse practitioner. I am, and uh, mm-hmm. so that's like but it was a doctor. Of, uh, no, not yes. quite. Our philosophies are different. They okay, fine. Practice medicine. I practice advanced practice nursing. Fine, whatever. But I can diagnose and treat. It's a little different. I mean, it's similar-ish. But it's for me. It was. Was it a passion? Uh, I don't know. Is it something that I wanted to help people? That's what I was about to say. Um, You definitely, I I don't know you very well, but what I do know of you, it seems like you're very passionate about caring for people. Yeah. In general. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Um, really. Growing up, I mean, I guess as a child, everybody, you know, if they didn't see my siblings, they always assumed I was the oldest. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not. I'm actually the youngest. Because but you're I bossy? Was, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, like being that little mother hen is kind of ingrained in me, I guess, for being independent from, from day one. I mean, you know, I'm going to diagnose you right now because, <laughs> you know, that's do what it. I can do. Not really. <laughs> um, 
You can on this podcast. When you grow up in a very not so stable situations over and over, you better damn believe that it's you're going to end up craving that. Yeah. I mean, not always. I'm not saying that for, but a lot of people I know, they want the stability and they're control freaks and they, like, that's <clears throat> kind of the way it is. So, yeah. or at least it explains it. I'm not yeah. saying everybody goes that way, but I think that makes total sense. Yeah. So what was your relationship like with your dad after the divorce? We didn't get to see him as often as what we had hoped. I yeah. mean, he was two states away, so right. we would not see him like every other weekend or those kind of things. Um, but I think the first vacation that we took ever was the the summer after my parents um, divorced. So he took us to Colorado, and we got to go to like you know Estes Park and go camping, and yeah, that was that was fun. But. Um, he ended up remarrying and moving to the middle of Missouri, not Missouri, <laughs> uh, Missouri. Um, and my dad is my dad's the oldest out of eight, so there's four kids that live in Kansas, um, and then there's four that live in the heart of Missouri. So, um, yeah, so he ended up moving there, so it was a little bit closer. But then at that time, we kind of moved back to Kansas, which is three, three and a half hours away from where he was living. So um, he ended up moving back to the Tonganoxie area um, when I was in, I don't know, middle school to high school. Um, and I love my dad dearly. He's one of those guys that will give you the shirt off your back. If mm-hmm. Like literally if I have like a flat tire on the side of I-35, I'm going to be calling my dad, yeah. you know, to this right. day. Um I can change my own tire, but I'll do that first. But (laughs) I mean, just giving an example. Um, But um, I didn't, I don't feel like he was an instrumental part of my upbringing. Right. um, Until, you know, in high school and. Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't like that day to day kind of dad guidance. Right. Did your mom ever remarry? Yeah. She didn't really have the best decisions when it comes (laughs) to, um, to men people. And again, I think it comes from being struggling in her young adult life. Mm -hmm. Um, a reality for literally married a man for medical insurance for us. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know if she, ever ended up loving her second husband. Um, but it was just a very odd relationship. But um, she was probably married to him and then divorced him and then married him again, literally. Um, yeah. I love my mother. Um, <laughs> just, hey, again, some some decisions that, you know, I, I don't know what was going on um, during that time of her life that she chose to. Um, remarry, but that was in my junior year in high school, and we she ended up buying a house my eighth or ninth grade um, in Tonganoxie, and that was the first she was a first time home owner at that time because the house in Illinois my grandfather bought, mm-hmm. and um, my junior year she um, ended up moving across town, Tonganoxie, or maybe the summer before my senior year. So I 
I lived independently in a five-bedroom house my senior year. It was awesome. It was yes. It was a challenge being responsible as a senior in high school. Right. Um, but I had a couple friends that recently graduated the year before. So I got some roommates. And, um, yeah, so... <laughs> Oh my, I would, nope, that would not be a thing I did. <laughs> so yeah, it was, uh, I mean, again, I think it, it made me who I am today, yeah. taking on responsibility and the most responsibility the, ever. I mean, she continued to pay the mortgage. Yeah. So that, that helped, but I, I worked, um, a Panera bread. God, that was Lawrence, the best thing Kansas. ever because then. Angie would always feed me every morning. I would feed everyone because I actually became a manager at age 16. And I Mm -hmm. was the scheduling manager for the college students that worked there. Again, I think it was my, you know, my personality. I just kind of take over anyway. She's bossy. So. She's um, not only that, you're good at bossy. I'm good at bossy. You're right. You're a good boss. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't work for you, but whatever. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Oh, you totally could. I, I don't could, know what kind. Been, I don't know what you would do. I don't know. I just did let you, you boss me around. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So in those I, bossy uh, days or before, did you have any woman influencers? Well, yeah. Like I said, my uh, grandma was kind of a badass. She raised eight children as a stay-at-home mom, Oof. and um, then when she was in her early fifties, went back to nursing school and said, "You know, I'm doing this for me." Um, my other grandma on the other side. Um, also, um, so my maternal grandmother was a, a, a very good woman or is, they are both still alive. I'm lucky to have both my grand, I used to have both sets of my grandparents. Mm-hmm. So my kids had great grandparents, two mm-hmm. full sets until last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were both, yeah, instrumental. And then some, my sister, I think, even though she's only oh, four years older than me. In high school, well, she was the worst. Okay, well, there was moments. Um, but, I mean, from so when I but was But after like, that, <laughs> she was great. Well, when I was um, five and six, you know, at that time where our parents divorced, and, you know, there were, there were times where she probably hated my guts because she was forced into that second mother role yeah. or the primary mother role at times. Um so yeah, it makes but sense she was, that there was some resentment oh, yeah. on her end. Then. Oh yeah, yeah. Like so, but she's been instrumental in my life as an adult as well. Yeah, yeah. I like her. <laughs> I don't know. Her, she's but awesome. I think mm-hmm. I would like and her. And she just became a nurse she, too. She was actually a, a again a stay at home mom. She has four children. So after the second one, realized. Hey, daycare is a lot more expensive than what I make and doing like data entry and kind mm-hmm. of secretarial work. Um, so she stayed at home and to help support her family during that time, she did daycare like on the evenings or weekends. And um, I, when our kids were big enough to go to school, her littlest one, she ended up working in the school cafeteria just where she could be there mm-hmm. and, be, you know, continue to do those things. Um, kids activities. I mean, with four of them, for God's sakes, you know, Mm -hmm. we've been kind of scheduling this interview in between kids activities today. So Mm -hmm. we, and I only got two. So I only have one. I'm like, why do I have to go do stuff? I just want to go home. Yeah. So she, um, 
she went back to school and now she is not her registered nurse and works in Kansas City and I'm so very Yay. proud of her. So yeah. I that's know. so cool. She did so You have a family of badass ladies. I, I she think does. So. Yes, yeah. ma'am. So we've kind of picked up on your parenting styles that you want to mm. be more involved, you know, more stable than what you had growing up. And since you have two two babies, mm-hmm. no, they're not babies anymore. They're not. They're her babies. That's true. They're just so cute and I want to squeeze them a little mm. bit. You obviously haven't seen them in a little while. They're adorable. You should see my son's haircut right now. Not like he can do whatever he wants because, again, you know, I'm going to allow him to do so. But, oh, my. It is um, his uncle when he was 14 with the growing out the hair situation. I don't remember if you remember my brother's oh. hair at 14. That's, oh. that's yeah. It's kind of oh, he's very much like my brother, which is which is amazing because my yeah. brother is awesome, um, one of my best friends growing up. So, um, but yes, <laughs> it's wow, wow. Oh, but yeah, so cute. Yeah. I don't know if he would he would consider cute at this time. <laughs> Scruffy I, looking. That's okay. Yeah, I still love him. I do too. He's I do too. He's like the first one because you were the first one to have a baby. Yeah, so I I felt like I was a teenage mother, and I wasn't. I had a bachelor's degree. I owned and owned my house. (laughs) I mean, I was, you know, what some other folks may consider old. I don't know, not really. But my grandmother, again, who had eight children, um, I said, oh, my God, I'm too young to have a child. What is going on? You know, like you panic in the Mm -hmm. last few weeks. How old were you? I was almost 25, but I was 24 still. And um, my grandma looks at me and she said, Angela, I need you to suck it up. I had all eight of my children's by the time I turned 24. And I think, I know, okay. My jaw, I didn't ever rationalize that. Right. To be fair, again, to be fair, her last set was twins. She didn't know this until the day before she delivered them. But, you know, it's only seven pregnancies by the time she was 24. But I'm going, holy hell, woman. Ew. Okay. All right. Okay. okay I can. Fine. I can That's fine. Maybe I can do this. And he turned out fine. Um, and he turned out I mean, fine. He's, he's good. He's super smart. And then my uh, my daughter is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was a bullheaded child, and I am raising a mini me, and didn't realize good. how. Yeah. 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 Sure. I mean, how? It will be yeah. good. So it it will be good. Um, but just how much. She's like a little caramel-colored version of me. Um, <laughs> yeah, she is. Oh, she's ooh. bossy. Well, yes, she is. Yeah. Right. She's Which is cute. good. Like, our, she has a male teacher this year, and um, I was really worried about what the first, you know, parent-teacher conference would hold because <laughs> she's she's a talker. Um, she. Yeah, she she'll run the show in the class. I mean, she'll take over. I mean, she will. She'll be like, okay, this is the lesson for today. I mean, you give her a role, and she will take it on and take it like full drive. Um, but he, I I was almost in tears leaving the place because I was just so proud of her. Yeah, um, yeah. He goes, I you were raising one of the most independent, strong little girls I've ever yes. met, and I'm like. Okay. All right. That could have that could have been. I would have been like, know. well, let's high five, and I'm gonna right. go because right. you don't know which way the teachers are gonna go. Because right. right. And sometimes, sadly, sometimes teachers yes. would hate that. 
Like, and I've seen that. Like yeah. in in second grade, her her and her teacher didn't jive well at all, and she was devastated. The teacher was like, "She's the you know." And why, when little girls are independent and strong willed, and you know they're bitches, you know, like that's just you know, quit being such a bitch. Oh well, man, I just rolled my eyes so hard. I saw my brain. It was <laughs> great, but. You know, when my son's independent and strong-willed and he's not, you know, a dick or a bitch, mm-hmm. you know, so for her, there's 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 going to be struggles in her life. And that was me growing up like, God, Angie, you're such a bitch. I'm like, hey, God, you know, now I take that. you have like, an yeah, opinion? I yeah, I'm opinionated. And if you don't like it, guess what? Everybody has opinions and some of them, just like assholes, they all stink. You know? <laughs> yes. It's okay. But I don't know. Just raising a, I always thought I was going to be a boy mom. I mean, come on, I play football, you know? Like, how do I get a little girl who, you know, is putting on, like, bronzer and shit on her <laughs> cheeks already? And I was like, well, I don't even know what that is. Like, like I can't be bronze. What the I, fuck? Right. I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, but she's also athletic and smart and super creative. That is a bone that I don't have in my body. I'm not creative or artsy in any way. And she's, I mean, she's got like an easel and she'll paint things. And I mean, she's just raising small independent women is, is that's how my, uh, man. yeah, it is. It is. Mine's well, rather sassy, not bossy. Well, you think she's bossy? Well, I just think she's sassy, but you should, you sassy. should see her at my house. Oh Jesus! Well, in there, she in goes s- over to Jessica's house and then what? Bosses your boys around? I mean, they need it. Let's be real. <laughs> she mothers them. Well, because no, they, neither no. of them will. They argue constantly. <laughs> so mm-hmm. she, she she like takes over for me for a little bit. She like referees the boys. Stop it! Yeah. But I think they've gotten where they're a little bit better around her. I don't I know, know her that, secret. That's funny. <laughs> kind of that tweeny age or whatever. I don't even know if that was a term until I was, you know, an adult. I'm it's like, I don't the that. worst, man. Yeah, we all just, have like we all have kids the same age. Their chemicals in their brain are all messed up right now. We yeah, just gotta I hate give them it. time. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if your daughter has gone through the talk at school, you know, in Kansas. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they did. Fourth grade was yeah. the grade yeah. where they They get... did it in fourth, and apparently oh, yeah. this year in fifth, Ooh. the boys and girls get to sit together, together and talk about things. Okay. I'm like, well, that's awkward. I don't really want to do well, that now. One of the... Yeah, but that's a good thing to do. Okay. Don't I mean, you think? Yeah. I mean, I think... But yeah. Listen, you got to be mature if you can't... They're in oh, fifth yes. grade. They're not mature. I don't know. You don't realize know. it's not long, my friend. Shut and up. This you is shut a reality. Up. Shut your mouth. So I'm just saying, it's like, true. it's important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's very important for them to know. I just. <laughs> so just, my daughter's a little wait. anxious. Uh, oh. She always has been. Um, that's just kind of her personality. Mine too. So um, after having the period talk at school you know she i'm again i'm a nurse practitioner i use medical terms mm-hmm. i don't you know we're not going to say you're hoo-ha you're the, the. She, it's but her it's vagina, so much okay? fun to say hoo-ha well, angela yes it is carly but um <laughs> when she understands vagina, the terms okay? then we can move to hoo-ha <laughs> yeah i mean i i bring back kindergarten cop 
Yeah. Okay. Let's just okay. girls have a vagina, <laughs> boys have penis. Let's go. Okay. So in the class, they brought in this ex- education expert. I got. I don't know where it's not one of their teachers just talking to them about right. having their periods. Right. And we had to sign our weaver, you know, because in Kansas, and they barely believe in evolution, let alone, you know, talking about sex education or even women bleeding. Oh my God. So, um, but since that time, like literally every single night she's been worried about it. She, she turned 10 and they told her the average to start your period is 10. No. I shit you That's the average now? 10 to 11 years old. No. Yes. It can happen anywhere from not about 9 to 14 no. is usual, but the average now is 10 to 11 years old. That's because there's too many hormones That's and shit. That's the only thing that's stuck in her brain, and now she is, like, panicked about it. Every night, Mom, okay, so I don't have my first period kit. We need to talk about this. And Aww. what is this? Aww. And how is this? So the girls in there, they Sweet didn't even know baby. what a vagina was, and they didn't understand. Or when they would say vagina, they would just giggle. And and I just feel bad. Are they going to all be prepared? Should I bring extra things Aww. for my friends? I mean, because she's the mother hen already, Aww. you know. So she And has- some snacks maybe right. <laughs> little heating pads for all your friends here i got you I mean, this heating pad and some snacks i i went online She's to so etsy because i like to support local businesses mm-hmm. and there's like this little pack that you unfold it has like a little hook you can hook it on the little hook in the bathroom where you put your oh, purse hook yeah. and it folds out you have a place for extra panties you got a place for all your pads a little note from your mom you know of how to do things, insert things. Call insert me, girl. Call me, girl. <laughs> That's all it says. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. You know, they all have cell phones I know. nowadays, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been just like this, ex- things that I want, I mean, like, I don't even know if my mother even had a talk with me. Nope. You oh, know? no. I'm like, I don't remember this, but it is, wow. And I remember being mortified. Oh, man. Just mortified. About Even everything. saying the word period. I was more or pissed. Or bra. Like, yeah, I, I remember being like, like, it was just not something. I remember when I asked my mom what age she was when she started her period because I just kind of wanted to prepare myself. Right. I was, I would, but see, this is why when they talk about the boys and the girls being together talking, I'm like, yes, talk about it. Because, right. like, I was mortified. Mm-hmm. I don't want my children right. to be mortified. Right, and it's going to happen to yeah, everyone. Right. So, hello. And just the things that they have now that they didn't have when we were little girls. But again, I was angry. I was like, why the fuck do I have to bleed? I'm 10 years old. I'm still angry about right? that. Oh, I'm right? mad right now. Right? right? Now. Like, um, mad. I'm sorry. You know, reproduct. I don't need to reproduce every damn month, for God's sakes. <laughs> like, like, what yeah, the, what the fuck do you want? What do you want from me? I don't want eight babies. And then they ask questions. Well, mom, what about your cycle? And why aren't you? Do you what products do you use? I was like, uh, IUD, bitch. You know, like that's what I wanted to say. Mind your own fucking business. But but I'm going. uh, Yeah, but they can't have that. Or all the cups and the I don't know. I I just don't know all that. I don't know. I've heard such good things, but they I'm I'm not so sure about that. It's just like the thought of like being at work and digging around inside my uterus i'm just like oh. inside your uterus just, <laughs> how far up are you reaching darling? i don't know i don't want it she's never used not one gonna do it. we need to have the class as adults please oh, show me, me a picture projects. on the board 
How does this work? What's a yeah. cervix? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Hey, speaking of that, uh, get your girls and your boys the HPV vaccine, okay? Oh, just, for sorry, sure. There's my medical. Um, Actually, I, think, get that I think my oldest just got his. I bet he did. The first one. He's 13, yeah. 12 or 13. Yes, that's, yeah, he it, did it. What? it. Oh, Anna 30. hasn't gotten one yet. Uh, she'll get she, it at 11, 11, 12. Yeah. So yeah. your next appointment. So um, helps prevent like 37 types of HPV related yeah. um, Cancer. cancers that mm-hmm. I get to sign death certificates all the time oh, for God. folks for um, HPV positive ENT yeah, cancer. Yeah. Oh, speaking of speaking doing things of for work. I was going to say, yeah, yes. Speaking Tell me what of... you do uh, for a job right now. Besides being a nurse practitioner. Um, so I'm a nurse practitioner for a, a local hospice organization. So I work at an inpatient hospice unit. So I do pain and symptom management uh, for people that are usually actively dying or um, have some symptom management control issues that can't be managed in their own home. So, yeah. Uh, hi, I already cry every day. Okay. And I don't work with any people that are dying and I wouldn't be able to handle it. Well, um, I am not. A lot of people say that, but I mean, hospice. Also, is, if I see blood, I throw. Up, I pass out. Yeah. Well, most of my nauseous. patients aren't bleeding. Well, but. I know, but that's why I could never be a nurse. <laughs> right. In the first Angela's place, like I think I need to hold a class today. Right. Can you show things. me another picture? <laughs> so that's. Oh God. There's there's people. I, when I went to school, I thought I was going to be a midwife, and God bless, you know, I have an amazing friend who's a midwife, uh-huh. and um, but then I saw a 13 year old deliver at KU Med during my OB rotation in my baccalaureate oh, program, and I was hor- like, I have PTSD to this day because of that. I think that's um, so awful. Definitely wasn't going to be a midwife after that. And kind of did the almost the exact opposite of yeah, the like, nursing right, spectrum. Then, uh, the the other so, end of um, life. Right. Yes. Be like, oh, yeah. I don't even care about but these being also, born. you know, how birth can be so beautiful. So can death. Yeah. It really can. Um, and helping families go through that process and helping the patients be more comfortable and peaceful during that process. I mean, it's... It, it's it is something that I've I've found a passion in the career that I didn't know if I was going to choose. You know that I kind of was my cop out. You know of like let's just get this done. Mm-hmm. And but that's what's amazing about nursing is that you have all different. Um, there's a whole spectrum of life, and you can choose what fits you best. Like I'm an adult Jero nurse practitioner because I love kids. I just don't love sick kids. I just, that is not where I, you know, they're just so complicated. Um, But yeah, I think that I chose to go into um, hospice and palliative care because um, we had a really good friend who died when he was 21. And I got to be present at the bedside and experience that. And it just kind of shaped my career. Yeah. Don't do it. God dang it. You can get hysterical if you want to. So it's been almost 20 years since I know. Clint died. And I still can't talk about him. But mm. he, but was, he was sick for a long time. Yeah, and he was one of the, um, my roommates that lived in my five-bedroom <laughs> house with me for a while. So we got pretty close. Um, 
he uh, died from cystic fibrosis or complications of cystic fibrosis when he, the week before his 21st birthday. And he's the reason why I'm a nurse practitioner for hospice, though. That's amazing that uh, you took that experience, though, and decided to give other people the experience of dying with a little dignity. Yeah. and Yeah, and the nurses and the doctors at Children's Mercy and his parents were just amazing. So taking Children's that and, Mercy is the best. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't do kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it, oh, was, God, it was hard God. enough to, you know, and we do young adults. Um, I can do adolescents when I, you know, my... I tease that my age range that I'm certified for is 13 to 113. Um, so, so I love me some old ladies. I love, older people. I love my World War II veterans in their late oh 90s gosh. and how just the stories that their families the tell. stories and, that you must hear oh my God, are It's just amazing. amazing. So just... You should write yeah. a book. Oh, I don't, I don't know about, about that. all the stories. You. Seriously. But I mean... That would be like stories that you hear at, at the end of people's lives have to be yeah like well, just a range of and just how how it brings families together that's always something that's been pretty darn cool that even a mom that has like six kids that have been estranged for some time at somebody's deathbed they all come back you know and that that mom's going to make them spend time together she will linger for 2 weeks <laughs> just for her kids will say i'm sorry to each other and i mean it's amazing just the the things that you get to see yeah, it's pretty cool. I don't know how you do it. I feel like I would just cry all the time. I already cry all the time. I don't even see anything sad. I mean, I mean it's... Like, I just cry. There's days that are much more difficult than others. TV days, commercials, Angela. Well, yeah. Oh, you know where I'm emotional. That goddamn you know? Google commercial. Oh, yeah. Okay. I called that one. I totally knew that one at the super. I was like, "Oh my god, she died!" Poor thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, no, stories like that all the time. But it's it's amazing, you know, because it's just helping them heal through a different process. Yeah. And a lot of it's not the okay. Here's your hydromorphone or here's your morphine that's going to make you more comfortable. It's actually bringing those families, and that's what hospice is about: is not only making sure that the patient or the um, you know, the person dying is going through a process that's peaceful and comfortable, but making sure that their family is as well, because everybody suffers grief differently. So it's, we have a, an amazing, um, interdisciplinary team that just really focuses on, on grief, on chaplain support, on social work. Um, nurses are amazing and our, what we call care partners, our nursing assistants. I mean, they're, they're fabulous. But unfortunately, our company, or fortunately, I'm not sure, um, is the only pediatric hospice organization oh, in Kansas City Metro. So we have, and we're a nonprofit organization, so we, we, we do. We care for everybody in every walk of life. Yay, nonprofits. Yay. <laughs> people, we do a lot of, um, it's called indigenous care, or people that don't have insurance or any sort of monetary benefit. Um, we feel that nobody should die uncomfortable so um that everybody deserves hospice support at the end of life it doesn't matter if they can pay for it or not so yeah yeah agreed i'm uh, lucky to work for an organization that's just so awesome yeah. have you worked for them like your entire 
career? No, I worked um, at the University of Kansas Hospital for um, probably 12, 12 years, I think. Um, so the beginning of my nursing career, I did trauma and general surgery, as an, and then um, moved on from that. I did pain management, so I did persistent pain management in the hospital. So if so folks came in that had pain experiences, um, that had acute pain experiences, that had persistent pain, we would help kind of negotiate their medications during their hospital stay or what things can help alleviate their discomfort. Um, and then when I went back, I worked full time when I was going back to get my nurse practitioner, um, took me a lot longer than, um, I planned. I took one class a semester for seven and plus years, eight years. I think it was when I graduated, but I had, uh, also you were, I had, uh, two children in your family (laughs) and working full time. Right. So, um, but that kind of lead, led right into doing hospice, you know, pain yeah. and symptom management That's in the hospital. Yeah. Um, I worked with their amazing palliative care team, um, which is kind of hospice is the ultimate palliative care, as I call mm-hmm. it. Palliate means to comfort, mm-hmm. you know, so the palliative care team comes in and helps make those or helps guide patients and family through really difficult decisions. Um, I didn't work for them, but I got to experience some of that, and I ended up doing some of my clinicals through with them. Um, and there's some really badass women. Um, there's actually their University of Kansas Hospital has a doctor who's a female that leads their entire program who's just a badass in general, and I hope you have her on at some point. Um, me too. But um, <laughs> Give me those she, digits, girl. <laughs> then she, that just that kind of shaped my experience there. And, um, yeah, we got, when I became a nurse practitioner, I started working for this company. I worked at the VA for kind of a short period of time, a couple of years, um, working with veterans and at the end of life. So that was pretty cool. Um, but then missed doing the bedside active mm-hmm. symptom management. That's really that inpatient hospital kind of hospice. Um, I missed that and went back full time with this company. Yeah. So the last five years I've been there. Your friend is pretty cool. I know. <laughs> I told you. I wanted her to be our first one. Oh. But she said, Seth, fuck you. <laughs> said, girl, you're going to have to give me a couple. Nah, no, girl. <laughs> nah. <laughs> not only a couple of shots of rum chata, because I'm not usually a sharer, but a couple different examples before Let I get on here. Let me get you liquored up so that you can talk about stuff. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's me. What um what do you think is one of the uh worst issues for women in the world right now? Hmm. Well, like what do you worry about your daughter facing? Although she has different levels. <laughs> Because we're just white women, and right. So well, actually, um, pay discrimin- discrimination. So not only um, is she a female, she's a Latino female, Latina. Um, so they are the lowest on the. I, I don't know the pay equality. Yeah, yeah, or the um, yeah. So I think <sighs> it's like seventy six or seventy eight 
um, cents on the dollar to a white female is the what sh- a, a Latina female makes in this country. So, although I know she will take the bull by the horns and yeah. um, negotiate the shit out of her um, salary, um, but that's not what the numbers show, you know, and just having that, um, you know, is that a, her being a minority at this point? Um, is that good, bad, or, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I hope by the time that that is something she will be facing that it's, better. I would like to say that it would be solved, but I'm, yeah. we don't move that fast. So no, no, I just hope it's better. And I hope that we can elect or put more women in power at that point mm-hmm. and, yep. um, and you do know, everybody better. can actually work together and right. get shit done. We to, do better as a fucking country. Yeah. But understand that there are, the, this is an issue. It is. It is oh, an yeah. issue. It's a fact. It's, this isn't an opinion. It's an issue within my own career as right. a probably 90, I don't know, 85, 90% of nurse practitioners are females. Mm-hmm. The 15, 10 to 15% that aren't get paid in this more in the same position than a female nurse practitioner. It, there is evidence to support that there what? is. Yeah. So the it's fuck? just like any other use male, uh, yes, male so salaries for nurse practitioners me. versus the exact same female nurse practitioner position, same, you know, Right. Job descriptions, everything. Cardiology to cardiology. What the fuck? There's a pay description. Yes. Yes. See, that's, I guess. I just want to break shit when I hear things (laughs) like that. Because it's, I just don't, I guess in my brain, I, I just want us as a country to be so much further than we are. And when I hear things like that, and I hear, I mean, obviously I hear it all the time. Right. Um, but just I like just pointing it so out. It's just like, God well, damn it. And when you look at the, <laughs> why, why is there this pay gap between sexes? What you'll see repeated in the literature is, oh, because women can't negotiate as good oh, or they didn't because negotiate he has a position. penis. They just didn't. Well, and maybe we have been not as good negotiators. Maybe we don't have like that chip on our shoulder that but says exactly. I deserve this. Exactly. Because let's say that's let's say that's the It's the all issue. our fault. Yes. Right. Let's we say that. We are not as a society, women are not taught and raised that that should be something we're allowed to do or supposed to do. We're taught mm-hmm. to kind of just mm-hmm. be say fixers, thank you. be um the uh, what's the word? I'm, like the yeah, like our no, that works. Being yeah. motherly. What's the when your starts with an N? I think you have a vagina. Nope, nurturing, nurturing. Bam. Thank you. Edit that part out. That was me. <laughs> oh, sorry. Thank God. you. God. Thank you, Carly. No, but that we are taught to be that. Like, mm, you know. Yeah. And if we are more aggressive, exactly. in those then you're bitch. negotiations. Exactly. Then and they will. probably and then they'll be like well, for that. Maybe I'm going to get a less yes. aggressive nurse practitioner that's exactly. just going to take, you know, take orders or exactly. do this or not be so. And uh, I mean, I, I find and I don't it, mean to get all bitchy right now, right. but it's something uh, that's you're just, not. It just annoys the shit out oh, of yeah. me because that's oh, yeah. not something that's. You can't tell me that every man is in there negotiating that shit. No, you cannot tell me. Nope. And not everybody that walks in there 
even if we were taught that, that's not everybody's personality to go in there and do this and this and this. <gasps> it's just frustrating. Yeah, I hate negotiating. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah. I know other people that love it. <laughs> let's, let's switch it up a little bit. Okay, let's do it. What do you do for fun, boo? Mm, fun. What's that? What's a fun? I've been parenting and schooling and working on call on the weekends and all the time. She Um, goes to onesie parties. I do. I do. Um, I don't know. I really want to go throw axes. I know that sounds so much fun. I know it's kind of stress relieving too. Although I'm competitive and I get pissed if I don't land it. Yes, I know. Self. Um, Yeah, it's so much fun. I mean, I binge the heck out of some Netflix shows. Yeah. Or, um, you know, some I'm murder kind of boring. Shows. I'm kind of Let's boring. Let's do a girl's thing and go to throw axes. Okay. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Fun. Heck. Yeah. I want to go to that. I've been yeah. talking to like nurses. I was like, come on, let's go throw axes. They're all looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, no, you just drink it. whiskey and throw axes. What's wrong right. with that? Like, why wouldn't you want to do that? <laughs> that sounds It's sick. so much fun. It's okay, it girls. Really, uh, I was a nurse for trauma. Right. Thank time. God. We're good. If it we're, good. Remember, back, we're good. We used to do that in my backyard. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah, we did. At Randy's house? No. No. Oh. At the Lawrence house. And what this. is... The best piece of advice you've ever been given, or one of them. That's kind of a hard one. It's pretty broad. Um, gotcha. Well, I guess it's about marriage. Um, my grandmother, who was married 60 years when her husband died, uh, my maternal grandmother, mentioned that, you know, marriage is ups and downs, but mm-hmm. you just have to continue to um, remember why you fell in love. You know, so that was, you know, when, you know, year 10 through 15 is the hardest, she says. And I'm right in that lull right now, you know. So there's always like, okay, at what point are we roommates? What point where are we lovers? What point are we, you know, so just having that shared experience and just recalling going, okay, this is the reason, you know, we fell in love in the beginning with and making sure that you get back to that every once in a while and remembering and recalling to your partner. That's so sweet. That. So, yeah, But I, I also so. think it's it's important to... Which grandma told you that? My my mother's mother, Grandma oh, Freve Lee. I love her so <laughs> She's much. She's a badass. I miss her. I want to hug her. She's just so little. <laughs> She'll be 81 next month. Uh, Earlier you said that playing football was probably one of your first Me Too moments um do you have any other ones that you would want to talk about i mean i think me too doesn't necessarily mean like i was sexually abused oh you know like it's just like a cat call here or a um you know those kind of things long ass pat there yeah Mm -hmm. right yeah um i mean there was several times in college where you're you always are paranoid when you're closing the store right it's dark it's whatever and I had um you know a car that a guy that would come into the store multiple times and then you would see them after store closing and you know then on the same street where your apartment is so you know kind of a almost a a stalkerish situation but um I don't like that never approached um 
I mean, I did. I went to um, the police about it because it, yeah. it was. It was like a, a multiple occurrence, but um, never anything really didn't come from it, but it just has no, that undergraining. Um, it's intrusive. Yeah. You, you feel like you're always looking over your shoulder. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's I very know. scary. Yeah. yeah. That's that definitely counts all the time. Yeah. Oh, me counts. too. <laughs> it counts. Um, besides being stalked, what do you hate about being a woman and what do you love about being a woman? I knew you were going to ask me this and I didn't even <laughs> think about it. You know, um, what I hate and what I love is probably the same thing. If that makes sense. Yes. That emotional vulnerability <laughs> that you can have. Mm-hmm. Um, when I get mad, I cry. Me too. Right. <laughs> yes. And I think uh, it's my body's way of like right? not exploding. Like, not <laughs> punching it's someone like right in the fucking face. is coming from my eyes. Yes. But what I, I, I love being able to be that vulnerable um, as a human being in general, mm-hmm. but I hate being that vulnerable as a woman. <laughs> right. If that makes sense. And I, it yeah. makes me even more angry when I start crying because I'm mad. And yeah. then I'm like, it's just like a tear yes. loop, right. but also I'm about to break something. <laughs> yes, I just want to be like, like, I'm not crying because I'm sad. I'm, I'm not sad because I'm mad. I'm going right. to punch you in the face, but instead I cried these tears. So my, my kids call me the Hulk because I have these <laughs> eyes that turn from light brown to green. And when I'm angry, you can see it in my eyes. Yeah. Not only do I have the mom look like, mm. better shut the... But yeah. shut the yes, fuck up. I I get a little green in the eyes, and um, they know probably they should do what I was they asking. Shut the fuck Back up and go slowly. Time. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad I'm not the so, only one with those kids after the 17. No, no, I think that's Mom, every kid ever. Yell. That's Why true. That's do normal. I yell? I've only asked 17 right. times my, before. My I got child angry. won't listen to me until I'm screaming at her face. <laughs> like if you don't put your shoes on, I'm going to beat you with it. And she's like, why do you say such mean things? And I'm like, bitch, I just asked you 18 <laughs> times to put your fucking shoes on. Your bus is here. Go She, she may or may not side. have those exact words, but that's cool. Let's well, do the wheel. Oh. Yeah. There's a wheel. It's There's a wheel. <clears throat> We're going to spin it a couple times. Okay. One of these days, I'm just going to come up with some fun song. For the wheel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can hear the ticking. I think that's Tyler's influence, right? Like on the <laughs> podcast, it's like, no, it's real uh-huh. every time. Totally. <laughs> oh, I see it. They're on the wall. It's a wheel. <laughs> it's a big wheel waist yeah. in it. It's great. It sure is. Hey, it's a little wheel. Oh, it's cute. cute. Yeah. Are you a sexter? Nope. I know. Carly's so disappointed in me right now. No, it's I fine. I know. That's here's the thing. Like everyone, I've said it before. No. I understand why people don't. No, I, I couldn't imagine you just like doing that. I mean, every once in a while, but not like on a, like, it's my lunch break. I'm going to show my husband my tits. Oh, kinda that's sad. No, I'm thing. just kidding. <laughs> uh, what a sad marriage. No, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> not at all. Total bitch, joke, We everybody. barely have time to like eat lunch at lunch. <laughs> 
taking a lunch. I'm at my desk charting right. while I'm eating. Like, right. Flop up my tit right there would probably not be a good thing. <laughs> I mean, they I might mean, take a fist to that. Be, there'd be personal right. health information right. right there next to your tit. <laughs> so, uh, TMI, that's PMI. Right. Oh, TMI, PMI, uh, One thing you'd say to your younger self. Just one. You only get to pick one. <laughs> Know, just hold strong. Shit's get better. Shit's gonna get better. That's a good. Yeah, that one, is though. a good one. I wish every young person would understand that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> There's so Especially many like, things. Like middle school, high school. Yes. You know that shit right. is not your. Re- you know, every, it's shitty. You see in like movies, they're like, oh, high school is the best time of my life. No, uh, for it's who? Not for who? I yeah, don't no, know. Buddy. I would never, ever, ever, ever choose to go back to that time. God, that would be horrible. Because everything meant God, so God. much more. You know, I, my friend, a friend would be mad at me or I'd be mad at them. And it was just like, <gasps> it's the end of the world. Yes. It's like. Well, that's why teenage suicide is up oh, dramatically. Ew. I know. I've already just, had that talk with my 11 year old. I know. Oh. They, I think they talk about it at school a lot. They do. I mean, they should. And they should. Literally, our our school district um, had a suicide this year. It was the day yeah. after the girl's 12th birthday. Jesus Christ. So, yeah. Was um, it bullying? What was... She recently moved. It was like within the two weeks that she yeah. moved to our school district. <laughs> so know. I'm she not sure of the details, but I mean, it was just, you know, you don't think of it's a 12-year-old. So you know, you're thinking of like a 17-year-old that broke up with their boyfriend or, right. you know, those kind of things. But um, just the, the shit that kids go through, there's over 35 suicides last year alone in the Kansas City metro area from kids 10 to 18. That's so, so that sad. That is and just why... not cool. Yeah. So and they try to yeah. start teaching them about it and right. why you shouldn't do that. Younger, and I know like some people that don't think right are like, Oh, you're just teaching them about suicide. Like, no, no we're no. just talking, we're right. talking about feelings, we're talking about shit that should be talked about. Absolutely, well, I, it's called preventative management yeah, and preventative right. treatment. It's just like you know, you don't wait to treat diabetes with insulin, you you know, right. diet and exercise is your first premise, you know, like trying exactly. to do those things first, but you to don't prevent like not talk about diabetes right. because right. it You're might like, prevent oh, it, like, the, like it's it might cause right. it. You don't want to, you don't want to call somebody fat. Well, guess what. You know, your pancreas can't keep up with your body, so this is what's happening. Right. Same thing with your little mind. But you still deserve Sadness. love. You do. <laughs> right. Oh, oh throwing that one out there. No. <laughs> no fat. Uh, anyway, but yes, I mean, it's it's preventative medicine. It's preventative maintenance. It's it's taking care of yourself, being right. mindful, taking care of others. Mental health we is are so, important. Absolutely. We're so, so siloed in our own self now or what's right. going on in our own little territory that we don't, we kind of forget to check in humanely with others. So I don't know. Yeah, that's, oh God. Uh, that one's hard for me. I know. The, me too. I just, yeah, I've, known people that suicide has personally affected and there's Mm -hmm. 
mental yeah. health everywhere in my family, and it's just right. It's well, and talking about mental health shouldn't be a big deal. It's Mm-mm. the stigma Mm-mm. on it is just stupid. It makes me angry, and then I cry, and then I think we're coming. <laughs> I just like. I it's feel like all better. I've said on this podcast is like, I'm so glad we're having these conversations now, I know. but it's one of those things that I do think our society is starting to have more conversations yes. about it. And I think we have to, we're getting, we're getting yes. hit over the head with kids killing themselves. Yes. So somebody needs to talk about this shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. And who better than their parents? Right. Well, well, Again, I don't even kids. remember having a period talk, let alone anybody right. mentioning the word suicide. I thought that was a, oh, like God, a mixed no. soda drink, for God's sakes. You know, like I didn't realize taking your life right. was an option or was a thing. Yeah. And I don't remember that as a child, you know, like no, just how we, we were versus now. And again, I'm not that old. I mean, I don't feel that old. Depends That's right. Day. We're young. But I mean, it's not like I'm in my 70s and back in my day, but even within the last 20 years, things have changed dramatically. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's just I have two kids within that range of 10 to mm-hmm. 18, and it scares the bejesus out of me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah, but again, in. it's just going back. It's talking to them about right. it. Right. And talking to them and telling them that they can talk to you about mm-hmm. anything ever. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. yeah. Even if it's a starter pack for your period for the right. 12th time this week. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. I want to talk to you about it. She, I want you to be comfortable with it. Um, she just yeah. wants you to know that it could possibly happen yes. because the average is 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess. Yeah, girls. You're all done now. You're oh, out better. of the hot seat, motherfucker. I'm not quite sure if I am all better. Just, what? <laughs> This was a good one. I thought yeah. I enjoyed it. It's okay. You did uh, really well. Yeah. Okay. I've learned that you're pretty much a really good person. I try. I mean, pretty much, except I'm, for that one thing. Yeah. yeah. There's that one oh, thing. That third eye. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say third nipple, but. Right. Well. Where we can all see fun. it all the time. <laughs> all right. So um, our next episode, we're going to have another loca author. Uh-huh. Her name is Sierra Simone, mm-hmm. another one that Carly has stalked into <laughs> coming on. Heck yeah. She's a dirty girl. <laughs> Ooh, I can't uh, wait. Um, so also, we're, I'm just going to throw this out there. Hi, will you guys um, listen and rate and review please. all of our stuff? We want you to listen to our podcasts and we want you to talk we to want us feedback. on- we want feedback. We want you to talk to us on Twitter and on Instagram. And on both of those, we are at T-L-A-L podcast. Once again, that's Twitter and Instagram because they're mm-hmm. the same. And then also, if you want to email us and have, you know, tell us anything. Tell us uh, a Me Too or tell us that we're doing awesome and that you love us and hearing our voices makes your day better. You can tell <laughs> us that if you want. That's going to be our email at T-L-A-L-P-Cast at gmail.com. And uh, we would really appreciate it if you guys could do that for us. And go to sohope.org, S-E-W-H-O-P-E.org. 
Yeah. And check that out and donate or. Yes. Yeah. It sounds really great. It does. I'm going to check it out. Me too. Yay. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Thanks for listening. Bye. Goodbye.